Welcome back to Jeff Diamond's Vikings and NFL Insider. Big week. Vikings coming off their first victory of the season, facing the Chiefs at home. What a sports week in Minneapolis. Uh, it's spectacular. I guess I should say the Twin Cities. Uh, spectacular things happening everywhere. Michigan coming to play the Gophers. Uh, Taylor Swift and the Chiefs coming in to play the Vikings. That is the major storyline. The Twins winning a playoff series. All kinds of stuff going on. Here, here's what's interesting, Jeff. The Vikings are a one and three team, and the Chiefs are the defending champs, and they have the you know Patrick Mahomes, maybe the greatest quarterback ever. But it doesn't feel like this is automatically a walkover for the Chiefs. It feels like the Chiefs have some issues, don't you think? Yeah, I definitely agree, Jim. And it, it is an exciting, going to be a, a fantastic weekend for Minnesota sports, uh, as you mentioned, uh, with the Twins at, at Houston, the ALDS, and. I guess we don't have a game time yet for Sunday. It'll be interesting to see if they go head to head with 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 the Vikings game at three twenty five. Yeah, but but uh, Gophers hosting Michigan, and but of course the Vikings and and the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champs, and and yeah, I agree with you. I, I think the Chiefs. There are some warning signs that perhaps they are not the juggernaut that they've been in the past. And I, and I did kind of write about that for 3013 this week. Now, I, I will never count out Patrick Mahomes or Andy Reid, but you look at what's happened with the Chiefs this year. They did not look very impressive against the Jets last Sunday night. Mahomes threw for only 203 yards through two bad interceptions in that game. Now, the Jets are, are obviously a better defense than the Vikings, but the Vikings may have a little bit of confidence coming off that Carolina game, even though we know the Panthers are nothing like the Chiefs. And Bryce Young has a long way to go before he's in Patrick Mahomes' class and probably never will be. But I, I think the Chiefs have some issues. And so it, it will be really fascinating to see how they approach this game and how the Vikings approach this game, specifically Brian Flores, who the Vikings are still the top blitzing team in the NFL, but the Jets only blitzed Mahomes less than 20% of the time, and he had a, a rough game, although he did escape and, and run for 51 yards. And then Pacheco, their seventh-round pick last year, running back, had 115 yards rushing against the Jets and a 48-yard TD. So I, I think certainly Kansas City is going to try to run on the Vikings, and the Vikings' run defense has been okay. Did pretty well last week against Carolina, against Miles Sanders. But the Chiefs, I think, are a little different. But when you talk about why Kansas City may not be at the same level they've been in the past, and certainly they've got time to get it all straightened out before postseason because they're going to win the AFC West unless the Chargers find a way to sweep them, which I don't think will happen. And the Chargers missing Mike Williams is going to hurt them. But but I think the Chiefs' big problem is with Mahomes supporting cast on offense. The wide receiver group is missing a, a true number one receiver after Tyreek Hill left two years ago and Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, he had 78 catches last year. He was the number one receiver. <clears throat> they really haven't replaced that number one guy at wide receiver. Now, obviously, we know that Travis Kelsey is going to, to be the – the bell cow for their passing game, but even his, because he's getting extra attention with the wide receiver core, not as productive. He's got 17 catches, but his yards per game have dropped from 
by 26 yards, only 52 yards a game, 33% decrease. And so I think that there's some issues with that passing game. But we know that the Vikings' pass defense is still questionable, and they, they're allowing a 111 passer rating on the season. We know Justin Herbert tore him apart, and even Baker Mayfield has success and, and hurts in week two. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how Andy Reid approaches this, and if he opens up the offense, figures, hey, this is a great opportunity to get our passing game going, to get these wide receivers going, where they haven't got the production. Marquez Valdez-Scansling, he's had some pretty good days when he was a Packer against the Vikings. He's a $10 million a year guy, but he's only got six catches this year. There are two second-round picks the last two years, Sky Moore and Rasheed Rice. Moore's got seven catches. Rice has 13. Kadarius Toney, we saw the disastrous night he had in the opener against Detroit where he had the three drops and the one that cost him a chance to win the game. That whole Chiefs receiver core is questionable. And their offensive line, they lost their two starting offensive tackles, Orlando Brown and Andrew Wiley. They pick up Donovan Smith from Tampa Bay. He was, he's a big drop-off from Orlando Brown at left tackle. And at right tackle, they paid big money to Juwan Taylor, and he's off to a rough start. He's already got 10 penalties. He cost them a safety last week by grabbing the face mask in the end zone. Chiefs have some issues, and defensively, we know Chris Jones is, is, is a handful, and he's a first-team All-Pro. The, the Vikings are, are kind of hint-hinting, hint-hinting, Kevin O'Connell saying, well, maybe we might have some changes coming on that offensive line. I would say and recommend that this week better be the week he does it and, and gets Dalton Reisner in at right guard because I think Ed Ingram – will have a really rough time if he has to go against Chris Jones inside because you know they're going to put Chris Jones on Ed Ingram. And even getting Garrett Bradbury back will help, even though they said Schlopman played better last week. But he's had some rough moments. Reisner, I think, is a key. And the other factor, Jim, Dalton Reisner has faced Chris Jones twice a year when he was in Denver the last four years. So he knows Chris Jones and probably would have a little bit better insight into how to block them. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, this is TalkNorth.com. This is one of our football shows at TalkNorth.com. Best way to listen to this show or any show you like at the, at the network, subscribe to your favorite podcast app, check out the new show, Dawn of Sports with Don Mitchell. Uh, with me emceeing, Don and, and some of our favorite friends. We've had Mark Rosen, Jim Cott, and Chad Greenway on the show. And uh, we are coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studio. Thanks again to our longtime sponsors, White Bear Lake Superstore, WhiteBearLakeSuperstore.com, Platinum Bank, and Caldera Lab, CalderaLab.com. Promo code Vikings gets you 20% off Caldera Lab's pro products, men's facial products. I use them. I love them. Check them out. Again, 20% off is the best deal you're going to get anywhere. Use the promo code Vikings. That'll get you our deal. Uh, so it was really interesting. And listen, I know the Panthers are not a good team, but we did see some developments with the Vikings in Carolina. One was that they, they, their blitzing was much more effective, even though they blitzed less often. Davenport made a big difference. Harrison Smith had his biggest game in a long time, and they were able to run the ball. And they've, they've had two weeks in a row where they were able to run the ball efficiently, and they ran the ball efficiently both with Madison and Cam Akers. What jumped out at you? Well, I think, I think the first things that jumped out at me was the impact of, of that Marcus Davenport. And, and I, I was honestly surprised, Jim. I, I watched Davenport in training camp. I didn't sense that 
that he had a real big motor or that he was all that enthused about playing football. Even in training camp when he was healthy, didn't see much happening in the joint practices. So I was surprised. And, and then, of course, you look at last year with New Orleans, he only had a half a sack, missed a bunch of games with injuries. And then he's all of a sudden out by turning an ankle on, on a, in a Thursday practice. You're thinking, oh, boy, this is not going to work out really well. But he made a big impact against Carolina. Now, he, he's going to have a bigger test, I think, against Kansas City, even though the Chiefs' offensive line may not be what it was, but it's better than Carolina's. And, and obviously facing Mahomes is always a big challenge. He's going to get the ball out quicker than Bryce Young did, and he's going to be able to escape <clears throat> more readily than, than Bryce Young did in this particular game. So, But I, I thought Davenport was really impressive. I thought he was really good against the run and brought a bigger body perhaps inside when they moved in, him inside against the run and in the pass rush, and that helped D.J. Wanham have a bigger game. And, and certainly open things up for Harrison Smith and, and will eventually open things up for Daniil Hunter, too. My concern with Davenport is, is he going to stay healthy? He's already limited again this week in practice. How many games are they going to get out of him? It's, it's very obvious that when Davenport and Daniil Hunter are on the field together, they almost have to be for the defense to really be effective. And how many games are they going to get out of Davenport? That's... That's my big takeaway there. But he was really good. And the other thing was Cam Akers as the number two back and bringing a little more quickness, a little more movement. I think a good change of pace from Alexander Madison. I still like Ty Chandler, but for some reason, the coaches aren't sold on him to the point where they didn't want to go out and get Akers. Now, I think part of that, too, is that Madison hasn't always stayed healthy. And they're probably figuring, well, if Madison is misses a game or two, then we've got Akers and Chandler. But I, I think Cam Akers, I thought, was really impressive with, with his eight-yard average rushing and had a nice reception for a first down. Brought a lot of positive attention to the huddle uh, or energy to the huddle, according to Cousins. So so those are all good things that, that he brought. So... I think that the two additions of those guys made a difference in Carolina. Now, if they can get another newcomer in there, and I'm talking about Reisner this week, then maybe they'll be on track. And as we said, the Chiefs, I don't think they're great. Now, we'll talk about our picks later, <laughs> but I'll give, you, I'll give you a little teaser. I'm not going to pick the Vikings to win this game. <laughs> oh man, you, you spoiled it. Okay, we'll 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 explain that pick later. Tell me, tell me yeah. this: How good is Reisner? What what should we expect out of him? I think he's a solid offensive guard. I think the interesting thing is that he sat on that free agent market so long and ends up signing a one-year, four million dollar deal with the Vikings. Obviously, he was looking for more money and wanted to wait out the market. So. A little surprising that, that he did last that long, but he's a guy who started four years in Denver and is, a, I, I think, a, a good player. We'll see, <laughs> because the guy did miss all of the offseason program, all of, all of training camp. I want to see him in action, and, and I think this is a good test to see him in action when he's going against Chris Jones inside of the Kansas City Chiefs, the first team all pro. 
but I, I think I think he is a definite upgrade from Ed Ingram, who again last week gave up six pressures in the game, didn't allow a sack. Ingram has been has been decent as a run blocking guard, but his pass protection just has not improved. And teams go after him. He makes mistakes, knock the ball out of Cousins' hands in in the in the the uh, the opener. So I think we've seen enough at Ed Ingram. And if Reisner does replace him, Jim, what a further indictment of that 2022 draft. Yep. Where the only starter now would be a Caleb Evans, and he's not playing great either, by the way. So Lewis Seen is, is supposed to return this week from his hamstring. Andrew Booth is, is who knows what's going on with him, not playing much. Asamoah got beat out by an undrafted linebacker, Ivan Pace. And by the way, those two inside linebackers, Pace and, and Jordan Hicks, are really going to be a key to this game because they have got to contain Mahomes when he scrambles. And they have to be part of the, maybe the double coverage on Travis Kelsey, along with, with Harrison Smith, who, as you said, had a fantastic game last week. Well, this is a big test for Harrison and Cam Bynum going against the best tight end in the league in Kelsey. And so, but on the other side, talking about tight ends, it's interesting too. The Chiefs, not very good against tight ends defensively. And so this could be a good opportunity for TJ Hawkinson to have a big game after Tyler Conklin, the ex-Viking, had a big game last week for the Jets. Uh, Jeff has identified a very interesting NFL trend we're going to get to. We'll talk more about this matchup and some stuff around the NFL. We might even mention Taylor Swift. We'll see. Uh, right now, though, we want to let you know we're coming from to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studios, and we want to thank longtime sponsor, White Bear Lake Superstore, whitebearlakesuperstore.com. Yeah, thanks, Jim. I, I know you're a big Swifty. But let's I am. Talk about, let's talk about the White Bear Lake Superstore Buick GMC with my longtime friend, owner, Paul Rubin. General Manager Charlie Gutrell, their fantastic staff. Minnesota's number one volume Buick GMC dealer, six years running with the best selection and their super friendly premium team. Check out WhiteBearLakeSuperstore.com. You will find 2.9% APR and a $750 purchase allowance on 2024 Buick Encore GXs, a $2,750 customer cash plus $3,250 trade assistance and bonus cash with 0.9% APR on GMC Sierra LDs, 0.9% APR and $3,250 purchase allowance on 2023 GMC Sierra 1500s, plus no monthly payments until 2024 on many of these great vehicles. The White Bear Lake Superstore also is a Quigley 4x4 van superstore. They are a certified elite dealer. Only 7% of GM dealers make the cut. Visit in person at 3900 Highway 61 North in White Bear Lake or online at WhiteBearLakeSuperstore.com for all your vehicle needs and the premium experience. Buick GMC, we are professional grade. And thanks also to Platinum Bank. Platinum Bank, our great sponsor. Happy to talk about Platinum Bank as your bank, a partner or simply a provider. In today's environment, businesses and individuals need a bank that can move quickly and act creatively. Platinum Bank understands the Twin Cities market, partnering with clients to overcome the challenges, capitalize on opportunities, and helping Twin Cities executives to grow their businesses. Platinum Bank's financial products are tailored to meet the unique needs of your organization and solve your problems, not create them. 
I am a very happy Platinum Bank client and account holder and have personally experienced tremendous customer service working with Executive VP Nate Erfer and VP Drew Lynch. To learn how Platinum Bank can be an asset to your business, visit www.platinumbankmn.com. Platinum Bank, providing a means to a dream. Thanks also to one of our, our new network sponsors, Caldera Lab, calderalab.com. It's real simple. You get older, you haven't taken care of your skin, you need some help. I needed some help. I have red skin. I have breakouts, which is embarrassing when you're an old guy and you look like a teenager with breakouts. This stuff helps. Caldera Lab, they have the clean slate, the base layer, uh, the good. They have all kinds of different stuff. The, uh, the icon that helps with wrinkles around the eyes. I've been using it for weeks now. Calms down your skin, reduces redness prevents breakouts, smooths out your skin. I highly recommend it. Think of it this way. You're going to brush your teeth. Right after you brush your teeth, why not take one minute to use their product, make your skin look good. Let's. We all know that first impressions matter. And if you're not taking care of your skin, that's going to be the first thing someone notices and either thinks you're way older than you are or you just don't care about your appearance. Show them that you do. Make a great first impression with Caldera Lab. Remember, calderalab.com, promo code VIKINGS will get you 20% off all their products. I'm using them. I highly recommend them. Calderalab.com. All right, Jeff, you identified an NFL trend. It seems like every time we in the national media, well, not not we, uh, but the national media gets really excited about a team. That team has a comeuppance, to use an old school word. Yeah, the, the it team of the week has had, had a little bit of difficulty the last couple of weeks. And I'm talking going back to week three, the Cowboys, whoa, the number one defense, and they're unbeatable. And they, they were 2-0. and They go to Arizona and get beat by 12 points by the lowly Cardinals. And then... Uh, in in uh, the the following week week four, Miami. Whoa, they score seventy points in Denver. They're unstoppable. <clears throat> well, they go to Buffalo and get their bus beat, forty eight to twenty, by the Bills. And now the Bills are the hot team people are talking about, along of course with San Francisco and Philadelphia, the last two unbeaten teams. Well, <clears throat> perhaps some of those teams could get there, as you say, come up and this week. I think Buffalo's got a dangerous game in London against Jacksonville, who has been up and down this year. And, and meanwhile, the Eagles and the 49ers, well, the 49ers have the Cowboys coming in on Sunday night, which is a, certainly a, a great matchup for Sunday night football. <clears throat> and, and we'll see how the Eagles and the, the 49ers fare this week. So the IT teams have had some difficulty and I, and I think that's, that's a really interesting trend in the NFL. I think one of the other interesting trends, Jim, and you talked before about Harrison Smith's big game with the three sacks, is the 30-plus-year-old defenders who have, who have had a big impact already this season and especially last week. And I'm talking specifically Khalil Mack, 32 years old. But, but they, they only double-teamed him, I think, twice in the whole game, and he had six sacks. But, I'm, but my point on Khalil Mack is 32 years old, has a great game. And uh, then, then you talk about Harrison Smith, career-high three sacks in the game. Aaron Donald ha- has been a, an impetus at 32 years old for the Rams, who I think are one of the surprise teams in the league. And they get a, a big road win last week at Indy. He had a sack, a tackle for loss, a couple quarterback pressures. And he seems to be able to stay healthy this year. So the 30-something defenders had a big week in the NFL, and that's another trend to watch. 
So what did this big game from Harrison Smith mean to you? That that it was just a, a good matchup, that they used him properly, or did you see some juice from him that had, had been previously missing? Well, I, I think that certainly we, we always know have known Harrison is is a good blitzer, but he's only had 19 and a half sacks in his career, including the three last week, and and didn't have really any impact plays the first three weeks of the season. All of a sudden, he explodes and was at the Carolina offensive line or a weakness that that uh, that Brian Flores spotted and sent Harrison more often. We'll see what happens down the road. But I, I don't know that this is the week you're going to see Harrison as often blitzing as he did last week because, again, they need him to cover Travis Kelsey. Mahomes can escape the blitz. He's only been sacked once against the blitz all season and has an over 103 rating against the blitz. So that, as we said earlier, I think that's one of the really interesting storylines for this week, how Flores, who – is blitzing at, at a 57% rate for the season. And, and we saw what happened disastrously when he went after Justin Herbert with 81% blitzing and the ball came out quick to wide receivers. If they try to blitz Mahomes, that ball is going to be coming out quick to the receivers, to Kelsey on tight end screens. I think they better be very wary in that regard. But Harrison Smith, I hope they still continue to use him aggressively, but I'm not sure this is the week to do it. Maybe next week against Justin Fields. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's let's go through our picks just as a good way to talk about the league in general. Green Bay is at Vegas on Monday night. Uh, what are you seeing out of Jordan Love and the Packers? They still look like a threat or they look shaky to you? They're shaky. Their offensive line is is really in a bad position right now with Bakhtiari on IR and Elgin Jenkins and other Pro Bowl guard missed last week with an injury and and Detroit really dominated them up front in that Thursday night game. I think the Packers are, are in a little bit of trouble in terms of, of that offensive line in particular. And, and as we said, Detroit really dominated that game. Jordan Love, he needs better protection. He needs more production out of his, his offensive supporting cast. And then defensively, the Packers have, have just been so-so. So I think that, yeah, the Packers at the Raiders on Monday night, I could definitely see the Raiders knocking them off. And it, it will be fascinating to see the, the, the Green Bay fans invade Sin City. <laughs> yes. you know that they're all you know they're all going to be there. <laughs> In Las Vegas for that game, <laughs> that that is a fascinating picture uh, to draw in your mind. Is is green and gold invading Vegas and living it up on the Strip? I'm not sure how that's going to work out, but it'll be it would be a you know if I was ever going to watch a 24 hour camera feed, I would watch one of that. <laughs> exactly. All right, uh, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Packers because I trust Vegas even less than the Packers, but uh, that's an interesting game. Dallas at San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco looks like one of the giants in the league right now. Dallas uh, is kind of up and down after the dominance the first couple of weeks. Who do you like there? I like the 49ers at home. Yeah. I think that I think their defense is just so so tough that they'll get after Dak Prescott, force a couple turnovers. 
And Brock Purdy, people still want to undersell him, but the guy still hasn't lost in regular season and, and playing very efficiently. They've, they've had some, a little bit of injury issues. Debo Samuel, Samuel has been nicked a little bit. I think it may be a little bit low, more low-scoring game, but I, I'll still take San Francisco at home. I, I just think they're, they're a better team. I think they're probably the best team in the AFC right now, in the NFC right now, and probably the best team in the league. And, yep. and the Vikings will get a close-up look at them in a couple weeks here. Yes, no doubt. All right, I'm picking this game just because of divisional implications. Carolina at Detroit. I'm sure we're both going to pick Detroit. Do you give Carolina any chance in this one? No. <laughs> Me either. I, 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 don't, I don't see it. I, I think that the, the Lions are, are clearly the better team. I'm, I'm still not saying that the Lions are an elite team and a Super Bowl contender. I don't think they're in the nearly in the class of, of San Francisco and Philadelphia or even Dallas in the NFC. And and looking at the AFC, the looking at the top teams over there, I, I don't think they're they're where a, a Buffalo is or p- potentially Kansas City when when they iron out some things and and some of the other top teams in the AFC. So, but I, yeah, I'll definitely go with Detroit. And now let's pick Kansas City at Minnesota. Really an intriguing game in a lot of ways for all the reasons we've detailed. Who do you like in this one? Well, I'm going to, as I said earlier, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I just think that, that Mahomes is going to have a bounce back game after having a game where he had a 63 rating, two bad interceptions he threw against the Jets. I think, I think the, the Chiefs got ahead 17 nothing in that game and kind of eased off, relaxed, and all of a sudden the Jets come back. The fact that Zach Wilson had a, had a really good game against that Chiefs defense is interesting. And perhaps if Kirk Cousins stops turning the ball over, which he's now up to, what, nine, nine turn, or seven turnovers this season, the Vikings have nine giveaways, and Cousins has seven of them, I think the Vikings have to be better on third down, which again is incumbent on Cousins playing better in big situations on the, on the tough downs. I think they continue to need to run the ball well with Madison and Akers. But I, I do think that Hawkinson will be a big factor. I think Jefferson can have a big game against the Chiefs corners, although Trent McDuffie is, is a very good player, and I think he'll be on Jefferson a lot, but Nobody can cover Jefferson one-on-one. We know that. And so there'll be a lot of bracket coverage. I think it's going to be a fairly high-scoring game because I, I think that both defenses are, are are suspect. I think that both quarterbacks can get, get hot. And I expect Cousins to play better this this week after not playing very well in Carolina. But again, Mahomes, I think, is too much. I think that the Chiefs win this game. Uh, I'm going to call it 31-27. Wow, that's about exactly what I was going to pick. I was going to pick like 31-26 or something like that. That's exactly what I was thinking. I think it's going to be a, a it you know, it's funny. Everything about the NFL is winning and losing, but 
the entertainment value of these games is fantastic. I mean, that Chargers game, if you could separate yourself from the loss, was incredibly entertaining. Uh, you know, this this should be a really entertaining game. I just don't know if they can pull it out against Mahomes. But it's it's going to be fascinating. Uh, let's get a final thought from Jeff on anything he likes, including Taylor Swift. Once again, best way to listen to the show, subscribe to your favorite podcast, podcast app. Thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. Uh, thanks to Caldera Lab, Aquarius Home Services Studio, uh, Platinum Bank, and White Bear Lake Superstore. All right, Jeff, final thought. Well, I guess my final thought would be looking at the the NFL is at the quarter pole right now in the season, and who do you trust to 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 be a Super Bowl team? I think I think the Buffalo Bills in the AFC are on the the positive trajectory, and I said that I, as I said earlier, I think they have a dangerous game against Jacksonville, but Josh Allen. Just played so well against Miami with his four touchdown passes, had a perfect rating. That Stephon Diggs had three touchdown catches, 120 yards receiving. And, and Buffalo just looks like the best balanced team. Now, Von Miller may be returning soon. Leonard Floyd is having a big season at Oliver. The Bills, and, and we know they've been, they've disappointed at the end in previous years, but. With, with Cincinnati having major issues because of, of Joe Burrow's ankle problems and, and, and what's going on, or his calf issue, I'm sorry, that to me, Buffalo, I, I think, is, is the favorite in the AFC right now, San Francisco probably in the NFC. But we're only at the quarter pole, a long way to go. This is, this is I think, an important stretch coming up for the Vikings. With, with, with Kansas City and San Francisco two of the next three weeks, if they can find a way to somehow sneak one of those wins out and get, get that win in Chicago next week, which they should be able to do, then, as we've talked before, the schedule starts to turn for them, and I think that's what makes it interesting. Then they go Green Bay, Atlanta, New Orleans, Denver, Chicago, Vegas. There's a six-week stretch there where they can start to make some hay, but if they're probably after this week one and four, probably after San Francisco two and five, <clears throat> it's it's going to be a, a tough climb still. But I, I think they could still get back in the race. Yeah, I agree with you, and I'm looking forward to watching it. Uh, thanks so much, Jeff. Thanks to Brandon. Thanks to everyone who listens. We do appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>